0: Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. I want to preach a message entitled this morning, From Death to Life. From death to life. I want to read to you today out of John chapter 5. John chapter 5. And I want to thank our musicians and our singers, great team, our connectors, our those who serve. We have worked so hard. They have worked so hard. I know you are tired. I have preached. This will be my fifth time preaching in three days. And uh, so I know they're tired, they've served, got here early, left late, and can we just give them a hand for what they've been doing all week long? (laughs) Remnant is a great church because it's got a lot of great people in it, and they love the Lord, and it's a labor of love for them, and uh, I think you know that. Thank you for being here today. I know you've got a lot going on probably, may he eat some food or something I don't know a little later maybe hunt some Easter eggs I don't know if y'all do that or not my wife wanted me to hunt I not hunt die eggs yesterday and I first I said no I don't think I will and she said oh man broke my heart she said I've been dying eggs every Easter my whole life I said even when you were an adult you were dying it yes before, you had, before we were married? Yes. I said, well, get the eggs out. Boil everyone we've got. And so she did, and she wanted me to decorate them, or decorate, and I did. And I put on one of the leg eggs. My first decorated egg was the chick that did not make it. <laughs> and then I turned it over and put a sad face on it. And then I, I was asked to leave. I was asked to leave. I got to die one egg. John chapter five. John chapter five, verse twenty-four. This is Jesus talking. And he says, Truly I tell you, now y'all better listen. Hold on tight. Anyone who hears my word and believe and this is his word right here, what I'm reading, by the way. Believes this word and believes him who sent me has eternal. Life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. That's the title of my message this morning. From death to life. Then the next verse verse says this Truly I tell you, an hour is coming, and it's now here. This is an hour. You didn't know, you thought this was the church hour. But there's a more important hour that we're living in now. And this is the hour Jesus is speaking of. He says, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. I'm telling you, church, we are living in a monumental time an amazing time what time pastor we're living in a time now where people every day go from death to life from death to life from death to life from addiction to freedom from bondage to freedom do you hear from death to life from blindness to being able to see from hopelessness to having hope from chaos to having peace from death so like when, pastor, when, when, when now for those who hear there is coming a time there is coming an hour when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god there's some people outside this church they're dying in their sin but they are going to hear the voice of the lord and when they hear the voice of god they will live they will hear and live, amen. I want to look at three, three, three stories of people, families who encountered death, but they got a testimony. The first one is found in Luke chapter seven. This is the widow of Nain's son. Luke chapter seven, verse eleven. We'll read it right here. Afterwards, he was on his way. Jesus was, Jesus was doing miracles. He was doing healings. He had his disciples with him, and the Lord led him to this place called Nain. Afterward, afterward, he was on his way to a town called Nain. His disciples and a large crowd were traveling with him. He had had garnered a crowd because he would come upon a sick person and touch them and they'd be healed. So people wanted to be around him because they never knew what was going to happen. And this day wouldn't disappoint. And just as he neared the gate of the town, a dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was also with her. Let's stop right here. Do y'all understand what's going on? Jesus has come up on a funeral. The the lights are on. The flashers are flashing. The music funeral home car is out in the front. You get it? This is a funeral procession. And Jesus comes up on this funeral procession and they're carrying a coffin. And in this coffin is this widow's son. The Bible says in the next verse, when the Lord saw her, her brokenness, He had compassion on her. And he said, do not weep. And then the Bible says, listen to this now. This is crazy. You should read your Bible. There's good stories in here. And they're all true. They ain't based on a true story. They are the true story. You hear what I'm saying? It is a true story. And the Bible says that Jesus touched The coffin. He didn't touch the man. He touched the thing that was touching the man. Do you know how bad Jesus is? Huh? How bad he is? That he didn't even touch the man who was dead. He touched the coffin that was holding the man that was dead. The Bible says that the pallbearers stopped. And Jesus then opened his mouth. And said, "Young man, <clears throat> I'm telling you, get up, my lord. The Bible says that the dead man, the dead man, are y'all listening to me? the de- The dead man, Dustin, the dead man, not the man." Not the man that was sick, not the man that had had a bad day, the dead man sat up. And then Jesus said, Here's your mama. I'm telling you something right now. You say, I don't know if I believe that. Well, I believe that. I believe that with everything in me. What I like here is the bear stop. Even the old pallbearers knew, hey, something is going on. And it didn't matter. I don't know how long this man had been dead, but it did not matter because when Jesus opened up his mouth, this man who looked dead, they had already got his 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 headstone and the hole dug and everything was ready. The funeral home had already been paid for. They had already got the flowers but I'm telling you it's never too late when Jesus speaks dead things have to rise dead things have to get up well somebody give God praise today the dead man sat up and he began to talk I mean he went from y'all dead and silent to having something to say. Yeah, that's that's how it is. I've seen some lost people. I've seen lost people. They didn't have nothing to say. They didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to talk to anybody. But when they heard Jesus, call on them. Do you hear what I'm saying? When they heard Jesus speak to them, oh, they got up. I don't care how long you've been down. I don't care how long you've been out. I don't care what you've done, who you've done it with, and how long you've done it with them. I'm telling you, when Jesus speaks to you, you'll have something to say. You'll have something to say. I can imagine what this man said. Probably something like, what? You won't believe what just happened to me. I was here and I heard somebody say, get up. Where was he? I don't know where I was at. But they said, get up, and I had to get up and go. He didn't, listen, he wasn't, he got up, he wasn't sick. He didn't have to lay in the bed for a little while. No, he went from death straight to life. I bet if you ask him, he said, I feel better than I've ever felt. Well, how long have I been asleep? he felt better than he ever felt. I'm telling you right now, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me if you hear the voice of the Lord today. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the situation you've been in. Can I tell you, if you hear the voice of the Lord today and you believe there is coming a day and the day is now that when you hear, you'll live. Then you go to the story of Jairus. Jairus and his daughter, he had a 12-year-old little girl. This is found in, uh, I believe it's John chapter 8, if I'm not mistaken. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. This late girl was 12 years old and her daddy was desperate. Her daddy heard that Jesus was in town. And he thought, well, I know what I'll do since my daughter's sick. I will beg Jesus to come to my house. And if 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 Jesus will come to my house, he can lay hands on my daughter and 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 I know he'll heal her. I've already heard that he can heal the sick. So I believe that 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 if that's what I'll do, I'll get him to come here and she'll be fine. If I can just hurry and get there before she. Dies and Jairus comes to Jesus and he said, Jesus, listen, I got a bad situation at the house. My daughter, she's only 12 years old, she's very sick, and I need you to go to the house and pray for for her. I need you to lay hands on her and heal her. Jesus said, okay, no problem. I'll go over to your house. But while they were walking to Jairus's house, this woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, she was, I think it was 12 years, she was sick, and the Bible says she spent all that she had on doctors to help her get better. Yet, yet, yet she grew worse the bible says she was trying to get healed but she couldn't the bible says anyway she pushed her way through the crowd and she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus now this was a wonderful miracle the Bible says that Jesus stopped and he asked his disciples who were all crowded around him uh, who just touched me the disciples said are you have you lost your mind Jesus who hasn't touched you look who's around you there's so many people around you he said no no no, no. that's not what I'm saying I'm saying somebody really touched me and when they touched me I felt power come out of my body they touched me with they believed and this was a great thing for the woman with an issue of blood but Jairus wasn't too excited about it because Jairus wanted Jesus to go to his house so Jairus is saying okay lady come on you're healed get out of the way (laughs) whoop de do my daughter's 12 years old don't act like you wouldn't have acted like that you hurry up and get to my house now let's go okay all right, let's do it Come on, Jesus, remember me. Before Jesus got to the house, he's hoping, Jairus is hoping he can get Jesus' attention back on him and his daughter. Somebody leaves the house of Jairus and goes to Jairus and says, Hey, Jairus, forget it. Forget what? Don't worry about messing with Jesus anymore and trying to get him to come to your house because your daughter is dead. Could you imagine what Iris thought in that moment? I was so close. I talked to Jesus and he said he was coming. He falls to his knees and he cries out thinking about his daughter who is now dead. Jesus overhears his weeping and overhears the conversation. And Jesus says... Don't be afraid, Jairus. Only believe. And she will be saved. The Bible says that Jesus goes to the house. Jairus is wiping tears. He gets to the house. When he gets to the house, there's a crowd in the house, and they're crying. They're mourning. They're wailing. And Jesus said, Why are y'all crying? Stop crying, because she ain't dead. She's just asleep. They said, have you lost your mind? We have checked. The doctor said, I have checked her pulse, sir. She is dead. But see, to Jesus, death is just a nap. It's no more than waking, just, hey, get up. No more than getting up from a Sunday nap for Jesus. Jesus said, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And then they started laughing at him. And you know what? I take joy when people laugh at me. When they don't understand my faith. They don't understand why I do what I do. They don't understand why I believe what I believe. They don't understand why I see what I see. They don't understand my passion and my desire, and they laugh. They think I'm foolish. They think I'm crazy. Well, one day they'll see. My faith will become sight, and they'll see what I see. But until laugh on, baby, laugh on, laugh on. They were laughing. Jesus said, I tell you what, get out of here. I like Jesus. There's some folks I have wanted to tell, get out of here. He said, if you don't believe, if you're going to laugh, just get out. And he took her by the hand. And he called out, Child, honey, get up. The Bible says her spirit returned she got up she got up she got up i don't know how long you've been down but if you hear the bo- the bible says there is coming a day Are y'all hear what i'm saying i'm gonna preach to y'all whether y'all want to be preached to or not now i done made it this far i'm gonna go ahead and finish this thing those who hear the bible said there is coming a day and it is now. Now is the day. He told the woman at the well, there's coming a day. And those who are going to worship me will worship me in spirit and truth. He said, there is coming a day, and it is now, that when they hear the voice of God, they will get up and live. He said, child, get up. And her spirit returned to her body. She got up at, at once See, there ain't no steps in getting up. It's just, I wish I could get down on the ground. I will one day. I'll get this knee back like it needs to be. She got up at once. There was no 12 steps for him. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying, listen, when it comes to getting up, when Jesus speaks, you don't say get halfway out or a little bit out, but I'm telling you, when Jesus says get up, you get up and you get out. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Do you hear? She got up at once, and I don't care how long you've been down. When Jesus speaks to you and you hear it, you get up at once. Then I like this. Then he gave orders that she should be given something to eat. Well <laughs> say why you like that? I just like that, because that's good. <laughs> you see, the widow of Nain, she was experiencing death, experiencing death, and she felt all alone. Hopeless. In fact, no, she felt hopeless. She felt hopeless. No. Yes. The J- Jairus. He, the widow fell along. Thank you. The widow fell along. Jairus felt like he'd lost all hope because here now his daughter is, is dead. One more story I want to talk about. That's one of my favorite stories the story of Lazarus. Jesus gets a letter, a message. Hurry quick to Bethany. Lazarus is sick. The Bible says that Lazarus or Jesus doesn't leave right then. He waits a little bit, gets some things in order, and then he tells his disciples, we're going to go see Lazarus because he's going, when we get there, he's going to be dead. When he gets there, Martha says, Jesus, if you would have been here just a little earlier, my brother, are y'all listening to me? If you would have got here a little earlier, my brother wouldn't have died. But now it's too late. See, Mary and Martha thought it was too late. The widow felt alone, J. Iris felt hopeless. Martha and Mary felt like it was too late. Martha felt like she was out of time. Jesus, if you would have got here earlier, my brother Lazarus would have lived. And then Jesus said something, and I want to turn there. I want to turn there to John chapter 11. I want us to look at it together. Verse 24. Uh, verse 22. Yet even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. And then verse 24. Martha said to him. "I know, Listen to me, listen to me. I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. That was a very theological answer. He said, I know. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He said, I know, Jesus. One day, he'll rise again. Jesus said, that ain't what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about one day. Oh, there is coming a day. Look at me. Look at me, everybody. There is coming a day that the Lord is coming back. And the Bible says that that, that the dead... In Christ shall rise first. Oh, there's coming a day. That's going to be a grand and glorious day, but that's not what Jesus was saying. He's saying that day's coming a little sooner today. And he said, No, that's not what I'm talking about. He said, Listen to me. What I'm telling you is I am. I am. Listen, Mary, Martha, listen to me. I'm not talking about one day he'll rise again. I'm talking about right now. Let me help you understand who I am. I am the resurrection and the life. And wherever I am, there is life. And when I speak, people have to get up. And he he said, the one who believes in me, even if he dies, he will live. Jesus says, all right, now that you've got that. Hey, roll the stone away. Mary Martha says, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing, Jesus? What do you want me to do? I am the resurrection and the life. Don't expect Jesus to get up into your dead situation without bringing resurrection. Don't invite Jesus over to your pity party if you don't want him to change something. Don't get Jesus into your mess if you don't want to leave without a message. Don't get Jesus in your test if you don't want no testimony. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Jesus said, roll that stone out of the way, Marshall. No, 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 no. don't do that. Jesus, hold up time out. It's been four days. And he probably already stinks. Decomposition has set in. His body is decomposing. He's been buried, sealed for four days. You think Jesus was intimidated? He's not intimidated by death, and he don't care how long you've been dead. The Bible says that Jesus said, let me get away. I got to talk to God. He said, Lord, I know you hear everything I say, but I'm I'm praying so that they know that I'm praying to you and you hear me so that when I do this, I didn't do it myself. You've done it through me. And then he turned around and looked at him. Looked at the tomb. And he said, Watch this. Lazarus! I don't know. I've heard preachers say this. I don't know if this is the case or not, but it probably is. I've heard preachers say if he wasn't specific when he shouted. If he would have just said, come out! Everything that had ever died. Everything that had ever been sealed in a tomb. Everything that had ever been put under a headstone. Do you hear what I'm saying? Every creation. Snails, raccoons, armadillos, opossums, all of those things. Uncle Larry, Papa, all your exes. and <laughs> They would have come out. But Jesus got specific. He said, I came for one reason today. I came for Mary and Martha. I came to answer their prayer. I came to show everybody that I am the resurrection and the life. And he said, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus heard the voice of Jesus. The Bible said, he come. I wish I could hop too. I can't do nothing. He came hopping. Out of the grave. My Lord, he was bound up. Looked like a mummy. But here he comes. Here he comes. Hopping out of that grave. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how long you've been dead. When Jesus calls you, you got to come out. Come out. Now listen, I've talked about physical death, but there's something a whole lot worse than physical death. It's a spiritual death. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us about a spiritual death. It says, and you were dead. I'm not talking about a physical death now. There's something much worse than physical death. It's spiritual death. And the Bible says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. In which you previously lived according to the ways of this world. You lived according to the ruler of the power of the air. Sound familiar? The spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires carrying out the inclinations of the flesh and thoughts whatever we wanted to do we done it we were spiritually dead i like what paul said and don't forget you were too some of y'all think yeah i remember oh yes 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 or yes so and so is spiritually dead don't forget so are you there was a time you were too if you're alive today spiritually you weren't always alive you were dead in your trespasses and sin. You are a walking dead man, a walking dead woman, carrying out the inclinations of your flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were. Hold on. Children under wrath. You know what that means? That means before, if you're spiritually dead, you're under the wrath of God. As good as God is, And he's good and gracious, and he's wonderful, and he gives mercy. He's just that good at punishing. If God is gracious, he's terrible. Do you get what I'm saying? If he is God, he is God at pouring out goodness and grace, but he's also a God who can pour out wrath. Ask Jesus. Because it was on the cross where God poured out all His wrath on Jesus as if Jesus was a sinner. But He wasn't a sinner, but He bore our sin. And God poured out the wrath that belonged to us onto Jesus. But if we're spiritually dead, then what Christ has done for us means absolutely nothing. And He says we are under the wrath of God. This is who we were. This is who you are. I like the next verse. But God. But God. Somebody give me a high five. Okay, you ain't gonna give it to me, fine. Whatever. I'm gonna remember that. Left me hanging. One more time. But God. God. Aren't you glad that it didn't stop at verse 3, but there was a verse 4? I was under his wrath. I, 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 I done whatever I wanted to do. I was a sinner. I was dead in my trespass and sin. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive even though we were dead in our trespasses there's something much worse than being physically dead And it's being spiritually dead. Well, Pastor, who is those who are spiritually dead? Those who have never placed their faith in Christ Jesus. Those who do not have a relationship with Christ. Those who have not admitted that they are a sinner and they need a Savior. Those who have not accepted what Jesus Christ done for them on the cross. Those people are spiritually dead. And you think I'm, you know, I know this. Some of you are in here right now and you're, you're, you're thinking, you know, he's, He's one of those. He's one of those fanatics. I'm just coming to church today because my family invited me. It's Easter. I don't want to offend them, so I came. And you think I've lost my mind. But let me tell you something. One day you're going to find out the only, some of the only truth you ever heard in this world came out of this mouth. Not because I said it, because God said it. And I repeated it. So I don't believe it like that. Well, one day you're going to believe it. Let me tell you what there isn't in hell. There are no atheists in hell. There are no unbelievers in hell. Everybody who goes to hell becomes a believer in Jesus Christ. But the fact is, mercy is dried up at that moment. Grace is over at that moment. You see, spiritually dead people Pass from this life, and you think it's hard? You think this life is hard? ain't seen nothing yet. If you die spiritually dead, you go from this life to a place called hell. And there, you will be dying, but never die. It's a place where the worm never dies. The maggot never ceases from feasting off the bodies, because the body never dies. It is a place of extreme torment and those go there who goes there, pastor who goes there those who do not accept jesus christ let me ask you something have you ever been so uh passionate about something you tell somebody something like uh yeah well they can do it but they'll have to do it over my dead body you ever heard anybody say that over my dead body i'm gonna eat that last fudge round over my dead body You know what I'm talking about? There will be people. Now, I want y'all, get this where you hear me. I don't want you to misquote me when you get mad. Okay, so just get it right the first time. If I see it on Facebook that I said it, I'll correct you if you're wrong, okay? So get this right. There will, unfortunately, there will be some people in here You'll hear this gospel. You'll hear other people preach it. But you will not believe it. And you will go to hell. There's, in a, I read in the Bible where one is left, one is taken. I, I read in the Bible where just 25% in one story, in one parable, only 25% received the word and it took up good ground and grew I never see where everybody got it. Paul preached. Paul preached to a great crowd. Some made fun of him. Some, uh, some, some, some uh, uh, laughed. Some uh, put it off. Said, I'll listen to you more, Paul, a little later. That's some good stuff to talking about, but I ain't ready. And then the Bible said, some believed. So in a crowd this size, I've already preached to about 300 people this morning, there will be people that I put my eyes on and they are going to go to hell. I don't rejoice about that, it's what keeps me preaching. But if you go to hell, you went over, you went over the dead body of Jesus Christ. If you go to hell, you trampled over the blood of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, over my dead body. You want to go to hell over my dead body? You want to go to hell over my nail-pierced hands? You want to go to hell, you'll have to trip over my nail-pierced feet. You want to go to hell over the blood-soaked cross? Jesus doesn't send anybody to hell. Everybody that goes to hell, occupies hell right now, will go to hell. They choose it on their own. The Bible says it's his will that no man should perish. This is good news because what does that mean? That means there is nobody the Lord will not speak to. That he will not whisper. That he will not pull and draw I can't tell you how many times I've been in a service like this where God is drawing people. He's literally, I mean, it's like, um, yes, it's spiritually, but emotionally and physically, you feel the drawing of God. Have you ever felt that before? I'm asking you right now, look at me. Have you ever felt the drawing of God before? It's Without that drawing, you cannot get saved. Without that drawing, your eyes cannot be opened. But do not take that drawing for granted. Because you cannot find your way back to the cross without that drawing. You cannot find your way to God without that drawing. You cannot find your way to Calvary without that drawing. You cannot be born again without that drawing. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, are y'all listening to me, shall be saved. You have to hear it. What did I say? Those, there's coming a day, right? Jesus said, let me read it to you again. John chapter 5, the very first text we read, Truly, I tell you, y'all, an hour is coming. Somebody say it's now. The hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. But the only ones who hear and live are the ones who hear and believe. Hear and believe. It's not good enough just to hear. We live in the belt, the Bible belt. We are the buckle on the Bible belt. But I will not be surprised if more people go to hell from South Georgia than anywhere else. Why? Because they have heard They have heard and they have grown familiar with just hearing. And they have resisted the drawing. God help us. If you thought I was going to preach a cute Easter message this morning, you've lost your mind when people every day are dying and going to hell. I don't know what else to preach, but hear the voice of God. Believe. Call on Him and you will be saved. And if you believe this message and you hear it and you believe it today, you hear God speaking to you today, this will be the greatest day of your life. But if you hear this message and you don't receive and you don't move, this will not be the last time you hear this message. This message and messages like this will be played out through the sound system in hell. You'll hear it over and over again. Yet, while in hell, there will be no chance to make things right. There will be no chance to believe at that point. Everything will be final. Everything will be settled. And you'll remember, you'll remember this day, 4-17-22, Easter Sunday. You'll remember this day when the Lord was drawing you. You'll remember this day when you heard the Word of God. You'll remember this day when this preacher got up and preached to you the truth. And you rejected it. And you resisted it. You'll remember... But if the Lord is calling you, let me hold somebody. i got a phone. Who's got a phone? Come on. This is an iPhone. You know the best feature on this phone? Kylie, that side button right there. You know what you can do? Let me show you all. The best feature on this phone is this button right here. On the side. You see it? Y'all familiar with that? Y'all got one too? Y'all got a button on the side? All of y'all who don't have a real phone and y'all got an Android, y'all got a button somewhere? (laughs) Okay. All right, good. Even a jitterbug's got a button like that, don't it? (laughs) Let me tell you about this button if you don't know Anybody in the world can be calling you. And if you're busy, or you just don't have time, or you're in the shower, or you're getting ready to go in the shower, or you just don't want to talk, you can click this button right here. And when you do, you know where it takes those people to? To the mail. Don't you send God to the voicemail today. God is calling your soul phone today. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. If he's calling your cell phone, don't you dare say, I'm too busy. Don't you dare say, I don't have enough time. Don't you dare say, well, I got things to do. Don't you dare say, well, there's so many people here today, and I just don't know, and I just, I just don't think I... Don't you dare do that. Life hangs in the back. He's calling today. Are you going to answer the call? Are you going to answer the call? Are you, are you going to ignore it? Are you going to hit a button that says, I just don't have time? Do you understand what I'm saying today? Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But Romans chapter 10 says this. I think it's Romans chapter 10, 13. It says, but how can they hear if, if they don't have a preacher? You got a preacher today who just told you the truth. And the miracle of preaching is this. God begins to draw people. Let me tell you something. There's something worse than being physically dead. It's being spiritually dead. But today, if you hear the voice of the Lord and respond, you can pass from death to life. Stand with me all across the building. I'd I'd ask you really quick not to move around. I'm not going to take much time. I'm just going to, right now, really serious, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now. No man can get saved by good preaching. No man can get saved by good music. No man can, woman can be saved by anything other than your Holy Spirit. You have to draw them. Father, I ask you to draw them. Father, I ask Holy Spirit, sweep across this building today. May we not miss this moment today. I don't care if it's Easter or it's some other Sunday. It doesn't matter to me today, God, because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Want to make this an important, real, true Easter? God, may people answer the call, come out. Of the grave. Church, if the Lord is drawing you right now, stay right here, stay right there. If you feel it, you say, Well, I don't know, Pastor, what's it feel like? It feels like an internal tug. It feels like tug of war in your soul. All of hell's pulling you one way, and God's pulling you another. Some of you are backslidden today. Bow your heads. I don't want nobody looking around. Bow your heads. It's when you and God. There are many of you, you're backslidden today. I would never let nobody know, Pastor. God knows. You can hide it from everybody, but God seems like you've forgotten about the most important one. There ain't no judgment in this house. I can tell you that. You know why? Because I'm the preacher. If they let me stand up here and preach, this this is a place where they will not judge you. They will not shame you today. Well, what will people think about me? They'll think you made the greatest decision of your life today. If you feel the Father drawing, Do not miss this moment because you may never get it again. With your eyes closed and your head bowed, I want you to listen to me. The other day, I don't think I shared this already. The other day, I was thinking about how busy God must be. I was at the beach, I watched the water come up to where my chair was, and then it would go back, it'd come up and it'd go back, and it wouldn't go any farther than it was supposed to. I looked at the sun, I thought, wow, how beautiful. Then I thought about the fact that on the other side of the world, the sun's not shining, the moon is. I thought at the same time, while the moon's shining here, then the sun's somewhere across. Across the world. I thought about the fact that in a hospital and in a jungle somewhere, there's a baby being born. I thought about the fact that right now, somebody, the Lord is escorting from this life and from a hospital room as they passed away. He's escorting them From this world to heaven. Right now, there's a grandmother somewhere praying over a grandchild who's strung out on methamphetamines, and they're praying right now. And you know what? God is answering their prayer. At the same time, there's somebody broken right now. They're broken. They couldn't even come to church today. They had no ride. They had no way. But they're tired of the life they're living. They know that they're spiritually dead. There's somebody listening online right now. And you said, I couldn't gather up enough strength to get into the building today. But right now, God is moving in their lives. He's beginning to tug on their heart. God is doing all these things. They're seven billion people on the face of this earth yet to get heaven's attention all you have to do is say Jesus you just have to call on his name surely it can't be that simple it's that simple and that complex at the same time all you have to say is, Jesus, oh God, I need you. I need you, Jesus. I've lived. I can't do this anymore. I'm spiritually dead. I know it. I got a void in my life, and I have tried to fill it with everything else, but nothing else works. Jesus. And if you call upon him, you shall be saved. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, whether you've backslidden from God or you are lost, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God is dealing with you right now. I want us to pray and I want us to pray out loud. We're going to repeat this prayer together. And if you believe what you're praying, you will pass from death to life. Are you ready? Repeat this after me. Say, Lord, here I am. I felt you tugging on my heart. I need you. I'm foolish to think I don't need you. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me, and I believe you rose again for me. And today, I'm taking your word. I believe I can go from death to life. I receive your love, I've heard your voice, and I'm responding to your call. If you'll take me, here I am. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive your love. I turn away from sin. And I place my faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen.